Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. Today we are studying Duff Hay, 10, of the first chapter of Tractate Nedarim. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Lehavi koban chatat lefi she'ein hakadosh baruchu mevi takala al yadehem. The Chassidim HaRishonim, the early pious ones, would yearn to bring a chatat offering, but the Kaddish Baruch Hu did not put a transgression in their hands. Meaning, they were so pious that they didn't even commit an inadvertent sin. And hence, they never had a chance to bring the chatat offering. Mahayu Osin, what would they do? Omdin, omit nadvin nazirut lamakom, kidei shiyitchayev korban chatat. They would vow to make to become a Nazir in order to be obligated for a Khatat offering. So the but, but the Gemara continues with the opinion of Rabbi Shimon in the same Brita Lo Nadru Benazir Ela Harotse Lehavi Ula mit Nadev Umevi. They didn't make a Nazir vow, but make a Nedava vow to bring an Ula offering and so on. But Aval Benizirut Lo But they didn't vow to become a Nazir in order not to be called sinners. So Rabbi Shimon does consider anyone who takes a Nazir oath a sinner, even one of the Hasidim Rishonim. Rabbi Yehuda would consider at least some people who take the Nazir vow as doing it for the right intentions. Here we have a difference. So Abaye comes to support this quote, uh, this by quoting Rabbi uh, Shimon HaTzadik and Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Elazar HaKapa. Kulan shita achat hen de nazir chotehave. All are of the same opinion. A nazir is a sinner. Which of course is not quite true because we remember from the previous stuff that Shimon HaTzadik said that a nazir who became Tameh from a corpse is a sinner. Technically, that means that not every Nazir is a sinner, according to him. But the other two hold that each and every Nazir is a sinner. Why is this sin all they commit? So what is it? We learn in another brighter. Rabbi Elazar HaKapa Rabbi Omer Vechiper alav me'asher chata al hanefesh that is a quote from Bamidbar 6.11. And he shall atone for him for having sinned regarding the soul. So what is the soul to which one has sinned? Ella shetzi'er atzmo min He distressed his soul by abstaining from wine. So here we see that Rabbi Elazar Kapa indeed considers every Nazir a sinner, 
because abstaining from wine is a requirement that applies to all Nazarim without exception. So Rabbi Elazar Kapa continues with the Kalvachoma saying that if someone who only abstains from one thing, such as wine, as in the case of the Nazir and is called a sinner, all the more so someone who abstains from many things, meaning someone who fasts, but not just avoids one specific food item, such as wine. Someone who observes an unnecessary fast is considered a sinner. This stringent attitude towards voluntary fasts is softened a bit by later commentators, and the Meiri and later the Shulchan Aruch and Orat Chaim, um, in the Orat Chaim in uh, 571, it states that someone who accepts a fast on himself or herself as a means to adequately repent for a transgression is considered a highly virtuous person. But we see here again that the rabbis had a very reluctant attitude to anyone who is putting greater stringencies on himself or herself than necessary. I think this is something to always have in mind and to weigh against the tendencies of tov lehachmir, it is good to be stringent, that attitude also exists within our tradition, and has lately become more and more prevalent. But often, it's not mentioned, or it has, you know, we, don't, we no longer remember that, <coughs> that this Tov Lahachmir was in the context that it was meant for very special people, for very special group of people. For instance, people that are on an exceptionally high level of spirituality, or scholars, scholars of Talmud, scholars of Halakha. Why is that? Because especially scholars of Halakha, scholars of Talmud, knew or know the law inside out, and also very often know all the kulas, know all the leniencies that exist. Those are the people who should be more stringent in their attitudes, because they know all the leniencies. But normal Jews, even well-educated, observant Jews, Jewishly educated, were meant to follow what was the mainstream of Halakha. So within the Sephardic tradition, as some of you know, we follow the rulings of the Shulchan Aruch, and not the rulings of the Ramah or of the Mishnah Brura. The Ramah and the Mishnah Brura are Ashkenazi commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch that often introduce more stringent opinions, more stringent practices. But again, those were meant for those special kind of Jews. So what we see today is that these rulings have become mainstream halakha to be applied blanket to everybody. And someone like Maran Ovadia Yosef, Zichonolibracha, fought, for instance, all his life to return halakha to its source, which is the Shulchan Aruch, in order to somehow counteract this trend of becoming more and more and more stringent. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.